This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by user, her eyes only, from our slash erotica. The title of this post is, The New King Chases and Tames Me, A Submissive Princess, Deep in the Forest. Sit back and enjoy the story. The clock strikes midnight, and there is a strange aura moving across the town. All I hear are the creaks of anxious men patrolling, and hushed whispers of terrified women and children. Suddenly a loud cry rings out from the castle walls, and horns and drums are beaten, for the first time as the attack becomes imminent. They're here. Take cover. I watch in horror as waves of men descend upon the wall. Our troops try to fight back. But the first rows are crushed completely as arrows and swords strike through the blackened sky. It wasn't long before it became clear how outmatched we were. The castle was lost, and with it the throne. I rush around amongst injured bodies and screaming women as I try to find the royal hand. Out of smoke and flames, he emerges carrying a wounded arm and grimacing with each step. Princess run, now. Where is Prince Frederick? Nobody has seen him. You must flee now. The men are through the castle walls, laying siege to the buildings and burning the cattle huts to the ground. I had to escape somehow, anyhow, with anyone who would follow. The forest was the only way. To the forest. Everyone now. Several women and children follow me as the men stay behind to continue fighting valiantly. To hold on to whatever they could, we make our way over some rubble and into the forest, bundling over rocks and roots as fast as we can, the moonlight just about showing the path up ahead. The ground is soggy and wet, weighing every step down as I try to figure out the best direction to run in. There was nothing, no guiding point, no stars in the sky, we just had to keep going. It isn't long before the invaders figure out what we are doing. A bugle rings out as several horses, and men start chasing after us. If we were all moving as one target, we were easy prey, we had to disperse. Martha, Beatrice, led the others that way, we have to disperse, it is the only way. Meet me at Castle Twofel in three days if you make it. Godspeed. I hug the women, and push them in the opposite direction to each other as they quickly become dots in the distance. Some children following closely behind. Hiding beside the tree, I hear the men arrive at the spot where we dispersed. Gregory, you take the left. Yanald, you take the right. Leave the princess to me. The groups of men and horses go in separate directions. But I sense one man left behind. He's waiting for me to make a move. He knows I'm here. I peer around the tree and make out a tall figure, no horse in sight. My blood is ice cold. My heart hammering away inside my chest. I feel like I am going to explode. I make a dash for a faint light in the distance as quietly as possible to clear some space between us. Princess, stop. The fight is over. You must surrender. Hearing me, he sprints just behind in the footsteps, about 100 meters away. He's very quick and it wasn't going to be long before he could catch me. He chases me through the narrow, escape as my breath grows shorter and shorter. I would have to stop and face him. But I couldn't do it out in the woods. It was too dark. I was finished out here. Taking cover behind the nearest redwood, I search frantically for anything nearby. Just as I begin to lose hope amidst the dense trees and endless darkness, I see a faint glow. The cottage on the edge of the woods. A light hangs off the cottage in the distance but there is no one inside. There had to be something there I could use to defend myself. Using every last ounce of my energy, 
I sprint to the door, scrambling up the steps and fling it open. Thankfully it is unlocked and I rush inside slamming it firmly behind me and look for something to barricade it with. Sadly there are no chairs, but there is a small kitchen with a few forks and knives. I had to use whatever I could. There is a big carving knife for turkey, and pig left out on the round table. Grabbing the hilt I back away from the door and holding it strongly. Conceal myself in the darkness. Shaking and struggling to keep my focus, I hold the knife out and try to settle my breathing down besides the fireplace. There is a bed just behind me with a headboard, but the floorboards are making a lot of noise and there is nowhere better to hide. Crouching down, I hug my legs and take a few longer breaths, sucking in the oxygen as far as I can manage. The steps to the door creak loudly as my hands waver beside me with the knife, completely overcome with pain and anguish. All the running had taken a lot out of me, bursting through the door he burrows into the darkness and slams the oak behind him. A few minutes pass by as he roots around in different corners, by the kitchen, only to see the fireplace in his peripheral vision, the moonlight beginning to strike against the stone. I curse and swear under my breath, he was going to find me, it was time to resist. I'm not going to be captured. Without a long fight, there was no way he was getting the better of me. Leaping out of the darkness, I hold the carving knife up to his chest, threatening to plunge it deep into his sternum. Stand back, don't you touch me. For the first time I see his face, angular features and a stern expression, framed by long black locks down to his shoulders. He's actually handsome. In the face of such circumstances, it was mildly ridiculous I was thinking about such things but I couldn't help myself. Still, stabbing him was going to be an enjoyable experience. You don't look so sure about that. I lower the knife slightly to get a better look at him. He's in full army regalia. A cape covering his back but barely any of his front. And a thin veil of cloth over the top of his thighs. Striking muscles rippling across his stomach reflect the dim light in the cottage and I see veins protruding from his forearms and biceps. There is a royal insignia. On the cape, he was an elite soldier at the very least. I mean it, don't come any closer. He takes three more steps forward, closing the distance between us. The knife barely centimeters from him now and yet he isn't phased whatsoever. I stare at him again, my veneer of strength disappearing rapidly. As I meet his crystal blue eyes he rips the knife away from me, like treats from a baby and tosses it to the ground. Trying to pick it up he holds my arms, in place. My face turning red with rage. How could I be so stupid? I should have stabbed him at the first opportunity. Your Prince Frederick betrayed you, and led your father along with everything. Lies? Why were they nowhere to be seen, during the attack? They wanted to get out of the kingdom, before we found them. Frederick has been at war for six months. Of course he wouldn't be here. Has he? Or has he been plotting to remove you from the helm? What the hell are you talking about? The Port Tarendale Treaty. He signed away the rights to the land. He told King Maiden he could have the throne. Your father was looking for a way out. It was just so lucky I got wind of it first. And who are you? I spit down at his feet as he tightens his grip on my arms and slaps me across the face. It's a brutal blow but something stirs within me. He is vicious with me, but it isn't entirely cruel or malicious. Prince Jestrum of the Twelfth Kingdom. I don't believe you. You keep looking at my crest a lot. I think you do believe me. You just don't want to accept I'm going to be your king. Over my dead body. I spit again as I see his patience wearing thin. You must listen to me, my princess. I rip my eyes away from his dark stares and try to think of something else, anything else. 
I didn't want to give this man anything. I didn't want him to know just how much he was in my head already. Prince Frederick never loved you. He used you, for his own pleasure and games, to accumulate his own power. You and your father were the useful idiots. He explains it all so matter-of-factly, looking me up and down casually as he does so. My heart freezes as his words start to make more and more sense. In six months, there had been no word from Frederick, no letters, no notes, no messengers. He had abandoned the castle and me and my father. Old and infirm had gone along with everything he wanted. Now my father had disappeared, and it was becoming blindingly obvious that Frederick had had something to do with it. Frederick is a traitor, and I know deep down you know it too. He's inches from me now, the knife long gone out of my hands. I keep glancing at it but my willingness to grab it is fading as he delves his sexy gaze into me. He's quite disarming so close up. His thick-set chest muscles right by my face as I turn my head sideways to try and tear myself away from him. But he leans over me, towering with his divine locks draping down to his trapezius muscles and his finger going under my chin. The thing is, I didn't chase you halfway across the forest just to have a pleasant chat and share some thoughts. Your kingdom is mine now my sweet little princess, and with it, you will be mine too. My kingdom will never be yours. The other half of the statement slips my mind completely. I was quickly losing any control of the situation. His vice grip loosens slightly on my arms for a second but I'm quickly reminded of his power. As he puts his hands to my neck without warning, quashing the fits of rebellion in me, his eyes explore mine as he looks me up and down, admiring my body and pursing his lips slightly at the prospect of his capture. I can't help wanting what I want right now. I want to fold into him, to belong to him. Here's what your eyes tell me, princess. I don't think Prince Frederick ever fucked you very well, did he? He's completely abrasive with his language. Unapologetic in wanting to have me right here and now and it is getting too sexy for me to take. And what is it to you? I snivel at him with a sprinkling of contempt, trying to demean him. It's everything. I never was one for asking for what I want, or what you want. I try to push him away. But my arms are weak, my legs completely useless after all of the running and my heart was desiring exactly the opposite. I'm crumbling and paralyzed to stop this Herculean man doing what he needs to do with me. But I can feel exactly what you want anyway. He hikes up my cloth down there with his free hand, the other still crushing my neck and slicks it slowly against me, rolling the wetness onto his fingertips. As flames of lust dance, in his eyes he lifts his dripping finger to my lips and dabs them lightly. Can't I? I whimper but it's useless. I was done for. My body had betrayed me. Admiring me once again. His free hand goes to my top half and begins to tear downwards revealing my aching breasts. He's incredibly strong, ripping the golden layers off me with ease as his mouth attaches to every inch of open skin on me. I tear at his back with jagged claws, but he keeps a knife to my throat, my teeth gnashing together and my head flailing back as he kisses all of me expertly, forcing my lungs to work even harder than they had on the run. It had been so long since I had felt the touch of a real man. It was driving me over the edge. I know what you want, princess. I've seen the primal urges in you. I think I can let this knife go, can't I? I stare down at the blade by my throat as he removes my last piece of clothing, tossing it to the side of the bed. My eyes flash at him, and I smirk ever so slightly, trying to get a rise out of him. My bad side had taken over and I wanted to see how far he could take me. He launches the knife across the cottage and grabs the back of my hair sucking on my neck with forceful blows before ripping my eyes back to his. Foreplay is going to have to be skipped. 
He picks me up like a featherweight and throws me to the bed aggressively. His cape comes off to reveal a huge upper back and taut muscles across his chest. It's like a slab of rock, leading to his immaculate stomach muscles. He's perfectly proportional, not overly big, but there was no way I was going to be strong enough to resist him. There is already sweat building up across my collarbone and chest. The air in the cottage is stifling and humid. I'm drenched down there. Begging for him to take me, he unsheaths himself rapidly, revealing his enormous size down there and my teeth dig down into my bottom lip, preparing for whatever he wants me to do. The last vestiges of resistance stir within me as I punch and scrape at his chest but he pins my arms to my side, his blue eyes stealing all the erotic tension in the room and injecting me with it. As I stay pinned he grabs his bulging head and drapes his pre-cum against me, circling my opening with strong strokes just teasing me with his width. Before he plunges deeply into me and clenches my hands, his glutes and hips start to rock into me, and I already feel a huge buildup claiming me. Our bodies cling and grind together, as I pull my feet to his lower back and slide across his thick skin. All I can do is hang on as he begins to pound me faster, my hands prisoner under him as I feel truly helpless for the first time in my life. I don't know if we are fucking or fighting as my teeth latch onto his neck and I bite down but it feels heavenly. He mounts me, weighing the underside of my knees down, and pins my legs all the way back. Starting slowly he glides himself, into me, as I choke on the suffocating air around the room. All I can feel is the long protracted stroke of his magnificent cock, easing past my sopping wetness. Through my sticky pubic hair, I can sense his gaze on me, the smell of his pheromones overriding any remaining want to protest I might have had. It is slow at first as I get used to his length, my arousal glistening his beautiful member and our breath colliding in midair as he rides me with a serious passion, brushing my clit with every motion of his pelvis. Fuck, this was going to drive me over the edge so quickly. My eyes roll in my head as I struggle to adjust to just how big he is and he isn't letting up, spreading my ankles with his solid grip and pounding me into the bed. Several choked moans, and please leave me as I stare down at the absolute mess he is making of me. My juices flooding all over his iron-set stomach and cock. But this man was not going to get romantic here. He had only one thing on his mind. His hands go to the sides of my stomach, and he rocks back on his knees, lifting me to meet him as my hands flail back into the pillow. With one hand draped on my sweaty stomach, he starts pumping into me furiously, in a devastating rhythm and I just can't hold back. Oh God! Please. I can't. I can't. I can't fucking hold it. Oh my god. An explosion sets off inside me. As he drills into me from his knees, water dripping from his arms onto me with the exertion. My eyes are gone, my body shuddering uncontrollably as he doesn't stop. My words blocked on my own tongue as I open my mouth wide. Only to silently scream and throw my head back. The first wave crashes to a halt. But a second much bigger eruption builds in me and I yell at the ceiling with my hands dragging through his black locks and grabbing his neck to stabilize myself. Tossing me aside to recover, he grabs the base of my neck and whispers into my ear while his finger mops up my spillage from my throbbing slit. He pats me down there, wiping himself off on my back. Oh my fucking god, I bleat. The redness has no room to go anywhere else, but all over my face as he takes his shaft out of my pulsing core and pushes it into my mouth. Completely in control of me. I always knew what a dirty slut you were deep down princess. You just didn't have the man to bring it out in you. 
I shake my head back at him, unable to speak as he drags the heavy load out of my lips and flips me over quickly. He was in charge here. Not me, I was learning swiftly. Lean forward. I comply, raising my bottom to him, as he massages it tenderly for a few seconds before delivering a thunderous slap to my left cheek. You look very good from back here. He slicks his cock against me down there and I feel a dab of pre-cum mixing with my excitement. He wipes a pool of sweat down from my lower back and moves his fingers to my upper mound, teasing my clit through my hair. With one hand he grips my long, flowing hair, and with the other he keeps circling me, his steel-like shaft sliding into me one delicious inch at a time. He maintains the pressure on me down there with his fingers, and I lean back to meet his chest with his length still caressing my inner walls. I want to kiss him but he holds me there, agonizingly, just smiling down at me as the quivering starts again. Gradually, he moves his fingers away and makes me lean forward again, pushing my head down and raising my rear up to get an even better angle on me. From out of nowhere he spanks me extremely hard, for times, leaving my legs trembling and my pleas increase in volume for some mercy. You're going to be mine aren't you? You're going to be my slutty little princess. He delivers another violent spanking to my ripped bottom, bruising me repeatedly as he slaps me viciously in the face at the same time. I'm immobile with my hands held behind my back, as his upper thighs begging to slam against me. His hips the only part of his godlike figure that keeps moving in a circular motion against my dripping holes. The sound of our skin slapping against each other reverberates, against the stone as I feel a tear of pleasure and pain drip down my cheek. Balancing on my elbows I know the inevitable is coming and he is completely primal, fucking me like he wants to impregnate me a million times over. His hands alternate between holding and guiding my hips and pulling at my hair. The pressure is unbelievable. Our groins clashing in a sweltering exchange as his massive cock makes my jaw fall to the pillow, mustering all of my capacities to control my oncoming orgasm. Fuck, that feels so good. Show me how much you want this. His hand goes to my mouth. As a blistering orgasm takes my body hostage, he looks at me like he wants to breed me in captivity. Like he wants me as his one true sex slave for eternity. His thick girth drilling deep into me and his powerful frame holding me down as I quiver and tense my ABS under him. My eyes beginning to roll again. Tears stream down my face as he thrusts into me deeply, his rough and blood-covered hands on my shoulders, pinning me in place as I try to grit my teeth through the sweat and the anguish. He's far from done though, tearing me back up to his sticky body as he devours me ripping into my lips and tasting the burgeoning pleasure. You're going to be my fucking queen, aren't you? He spanks me mercilessly over and over again as the bed rocks side to side with each punishing blow. My hands are now immobile on my back. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to be a new queen, taking entirely new kinds of orders and instructions from now on. He pumps into me over and over and over again, a hypnotic tempo setting in as my voice echoes around the cottage with each piercing shot. I'm done for. Shouting in anguish into the pillow, with my hands still behind my back, my body shivers and my nerves tingle as a slow rolling orgasm takes hold of me, crying into the bed. The ecstasy lifts me to new heights I had never felt before. I feel myself given over to him entirely. Say it, he growls down my ear. Yes sir, please sir, anything. I'm your queen. I scream as he releases inside me, filling me up to the brim with his juices, but he doesn't stop pounding me his hips meeting the inflamed rawness of my aching backside. My hands were still where they were on top of my lower back. Despite squeezing inside of me, he continues vigorously, 
staying hard within me for a few more minutes with what seems like an endless number of firm thrusts before he slowly comes down and lets go of my wrists, collapsing onto the bed with me in a withered state beside him. His arm goes behind his head as he settles his own breathing. I'm barely conscious myself, curling up with whatever I can whilst trying to catch his attention. He is flat out, his shoulders wriggling and twitching as he flings aside some stray hairs from his face. We lie there for a few minutes, speechless as the first break of light begins to creep through the windows and the first throes of birdsong can be heard in the trees. Slowly I begin to touch his arms and drape my finger across his biceps, looking for the compassion in his eyes and seeking his approval. As he drifts to sleep, he wraps an arm around me and I snuggle into a much-needed embrace, thinking of all the many things we would have to discuss at sunrise.